It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies, current releases, coming attractions, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware, as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hello, Jim. Hey, hey. And the man who has never danced with the devil in the pale moonlight, but if he ever did, I'm pretty sure the devil would be quite impressed with his sweet moves. It's Murray. That is correct. Oh, snap. Hello, Murray. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Well, there's a first time for everything. That's Bryce true. not losing his shit, so this is good. Uh, this week on the podcast, we talk about one long-awaited film we finally saw in theaters, plus a doc on some awesome people battling some dicks. Uh, what we plan to see in the theaters this coming week, new releases to streaming that we viewed, Open Rage, Merman Minute, The List, Rage or Dare, then slip on some rubber gloves and log off until next week. I'm sorry, why are we slipping on some rubber gloves? It's always safer with rubber gloves. All right. Didn't your, didn't your S&M matron ever teach you that? I've left that in the past. Hasn't well, come up yet, I guess. Well, now you know. So, what did we see last week? Well, sir. In theaters. In theaters, we saw White Riot uh, from 2019, although it was just getting its release here in Canada just recently. We saw it at the Globe, our friends at the Globe. Uh, if you're in Calgary, support those guys. They could use it. And, uh, you know, when you're there, buy a big bag of popcorn. Buy a big drink. Except Diet Coke, which yeah. they don't have. <laughs> but let's not talk about that. Yes. Come on, Cody. Get it together. Get some Diet right. Coke, man. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. White, White Riots. Riot. Uh, to be honest, I knew very little about the rock against racism movement going into this. Uh, and the fact that Eric Clapton had said such horrible things to spark the movement was not on my radar at all, which is kind of odd that you could say such horrible things and have that not follow you around. The rest of your life. I'm just kind of baffled by that. Uh, the doc was informative and entertaining. Uh, there were parts that were uh, made me that made me genuinely angry. There were some parts that made me uncomfortable. There were parts that were inspiring. I'm glad this got made, and I hope many see it as the mess. Its message still holds true today. This was an interesting doc with a good blend of archive footage and current interviews. Timely and powerful. I'm gonna keep it simple. It was Mondo. Huh? That is pretty simple. Uh. Gorilla News turned anti-racism movement doc. This had a real gritty feel for a doc. Yep. Was grassroots and built from the ground up. This movement was essential at the time, yet again uh, against super racists. And it created a movement in the 1970s that was founded on pure racist ideology. Now, last week, we talked about Eric Clapton, and he was a part of this movement. Yes. And this movie did throw him and Rod Stewart. Yes, it did. Completely under the bus and with good cause. The whole film moved fast and jumped a lot from one point to the other, but at a pace easy to follow. The artwork done in the publication zine was so well crafted, and the fact we had access to these great journalistic pieces of art. So cool. Was so very cool. Uh, a lot of the time in this film, I felt very uncomfortable and uneasy in my seat. I was shuffling pretty much the whole thing. 
often having to get up off my seat and try and shake off the feeling of dread for the inhumanity these racist fuckers tried to bring to the UK. So interesting that punk rock music that I lived in the 1980s had a big part in changing the minds for the better through the power of music overcoming barriers of racial divide. I really love the music. It's it's my it's my genre. I know, and uh, it comes from my roots. So it's you know, except for the reggae, I'm not a big reggae fan. But uh, um, it was great to see the movement. As I mentioned last week, it was part of my previous life as a musician, and the time when I played in Rock Against Racism, I didn't really know the background. I just heard, you know, I jo- we joked about it last week, but I just heard you guys can rock out. To, in front of an audience. In front of an audience, <laughs> and it's a it's against racism. So you know, it could have been five people there. I still would have played it because yeah. you know the, any movement that's small deserves its its voice, especially for its it's for the positive. Um, so my favorite line was: "Ordinary people can do things. We can change the world." This gets an artistic "fuck you, racists and Nazis" mondo from starting a great integrated movement against racism. Very well said, I loved Jim. this movie. Very I thought, well said. I thought, you know, th- we can't give these people a voice. And for them to bring this up, like, who knew? Like, I don't know. We were all alive in the 70s. Maybe we were younger in our, was you know. just a tot. Little tot, little totler. But, you know, they don't. it's like, it's kind of like what's happening with Black Lives Matter right now. It's like, it's like we want to take compartmentalize this shit that was out there and just hide it from society. You know what? There's no racism. There was no racism in Britain in the 70s. There was a fucking shitload of racism in the in the 70s. They had a whole movement. Like as I'm watching this, I'm thinking, this is how Hitler came to power. This guy who's in this movie could be the British Hitler. And this was the 70s after they'd already survived Hitler. Like, how are we repeating this? It's so, it was annoying me so much, but it was, it's so important that people see this to see that, guess what? History doesn't repeat unless we make some fucking changes. So kudos. People should see this movie. If you get a chance, highly, 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 highly recommend it. White Riot. White Riot. And it caused me to think like a riot, too. Well, there you go. And what else did we see, Jim? <laughs> Something we were really looking forward to, I Do think. I have to talk about this movie. You do. We uh, do. You got to lead it off, my friend. Uh, right. Well, I've got a lot to say. So I'm. this may take the rest of the podcast. So, okay. So I've been waiting for this movie for four solid years. As soon as I had seen the original, I already knew there was a sequel on the way. Like, you just know it because of what this did to the zombie genre from a Korean director. Mm-hmm. So with all this anticipation, I went into the theater with the already being an 11 in my mind because guess what? It's a Korean film that's got zombies in it. But before you go on, maybe yep. you should uh, say the name of the, the movie. Title of the movie. <laughs> it's maybe? Peninsula. And what is that? We've the only sequel? been talking oh, no. about it. Wow. No, no. It's a train to Busan. Somebody oh, no. might. It it's is true. called Train to Busan. Presents Peninsula. Well, the director calls it Peninsula. They, they made sure to tie the last movie in with this one. I think that's. At any rate, it's the sequel to Train yeah, to Busan. It, it is was a sequel, yes. sort of. I kind of don't want. That was intentional that I didn't want to say that because I don't want to tie this movie they to. They shouldn't it. be tied to they each other. Sully the 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 good name. The of sweet the memory. So ten minutes in, and the first introduction to the English-speaking characters. This dropped very quickly from my eleven 
to about a two rating. It, it jumped up and down, hovering in and around a rage and mad through parts of the film. Things I liked about this movie. The lead actor was really good looking. <laughs> like, I mean, super good looking. He was this guy, dreamy. He is like a Korean Ken doll, this guy. He's awesome. Uh, mass zombies falling off things. I love it. We even talked about this on the way home. That, that was all that who was doesn't, cool in my who opinion. Doesn't, who doesn't love zombies, hordes of them falling off stuff? The double door car opening, creating a zombie blockade was also pretty cool. And pretty much on mass zombie attacks as far, you know, as little that, that they happened. The Hong Kong action fighting scenes by our dastardly good-looking hero. I did like those. The whole visual entry to the city as the four-person crew comes into Busan Peninsula to get their bounty near the beginning. This is from the original trailer. And I love the atmosphere. Hear me out. I love the atmosphere it created to kick off what I thought was going to be an amazing zombie smash fest. Now the things I didn't like about it. All right. Pretty much everything. Yeah. This was not the same writer director that delivered one of my favorite movies of all times. Yeah, it that was. Made multiple, that made multiple of my lists. And I should go back and change my comedy because there's a lot of comedy in Train to Busan too. Um, the characters were not developed at all, had no feeling for any of them, and they were all one-dimensional cutouts of real people. Annoying little fuckers. I wanted to punch in the face the entire movie. Uh, Sang Ho Young, when he made Train, he created amazing characters, including the little girl that was so lovable and moral that she anyone seeing awesome. could not help but fall in love with her. Yes. In this one, he made weak crybaby annoying brats that were strong in some scenes and completely weak in others. While the little girl was pretty cute, I gotta give her the littlest one, was pretty cute, but the film focused too much on them and it was too far-fetched and annoying. The acting of the English-speaking characters was awful. Oh man. How is that possible? Every single person who spoke fucking English couldn't act. Was this a zombie film or a sequel to Mad Max Fast and Furious Fusion video game or just a chase movie um, showcasing CGI and the annoying kids who are expected to drive like experts at age 13? The terrible sappy death scenes that became a five-minute crying fest with terrible stage music that made you feel nothing but annoyance at anyone in the scene when dying occurred and then this happened more than twice. CGI overload. The ending... Freaking kill yourself already. Don't sit there for fucking 10 minutes with a gun to your head, traumatizing your kids as they're watching you hold the gun to your fucking head. Just blow your brains out. It would have made it, it could have saved it a little bit. The whole movie seemed like it was not true to its roots by trying too hard to make it for mass audience digestion of people who only want to see fucking car chases and crying scenes over dead family members. I have, I, I, ugh. I hate to have these words come from my mouth after anxiously waiting this for four years. This gets an annoying car driving, overdone, sappy, punch in the face for bratty crybaby kids. So sad rage. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I don't even know if I can follow that. <laughs> I'm so angry. I'm going to give you a, probably a lot of what you already said. but okay. Just go ditto. A little inside tip for our listeners. Uh, Jim is actually wearing his Train to Busan shirt. I am wearing my Train to Busan shirt. Just in solidarity for the original, I guess. There you go. So, uh, yeah, in a nutshell, this was just awful. How is it possible that it was written and directed by the same guy who made Train to Busan? 
Where is the heart? Train to Busan had me caring about the characters within Everyone. the story. And Peninsula had me totally indifferent. This was like, the, as you mentioned, this was like the Fast and the Furious, Furious but with zombies. <laughs> what, what was with all the car chases? I would be willing to wager that of the almost two-hour runtime, there had to be a minimum of 45 minutes taken up by car chase sequences. I was pretty much bored with this movie about after about 15 minutes. And where did the actors for the English-speaking roles come from? Like... How, Who cast them? How did they get a job? I don't understand. Like, I almost want to go into IMDb, look up these actors, and see what else Where'd they've they come done. From? I wonder. It's crazy. I wonder if they're actually actually Koreans that are white, but they don't really actually speak. Don't speak they don't speak. No, they don't speak English because oh. that's a rare thing. But you yeah. know, you'll go someplace like maybe you're in the middle of Japan, and then all of a sudden see a black person start speaking Japanese. It seems weird. Maybe this is the case. Maybe these are Korean people that they said, oh, they're white, we could probably throw them in and pretend that they're from... All I know is these were some of the worst actors that I've ever seen on screen. Like, legitimately. It was it was cringe-inducing it was watching. It was so bad. So powerfully bad. And the ending was just bad and kind of didn't make sense. Uh, I don't understand what I just watched. It was more like watching a video game than a movie for the most part. Yep. <sighs> so, so disappointing. And you're giving it a... This was a why make this pile of crap rage. I don't understand. <laughs> All right, Murr, you got to see it with us in uh, a in a jam packed theater of how many of, people was there? there Five? Was no, there was six. Oh, six. There yeah. was us three, us three and, and then, then there was another party of three. And yeah. the other party of three, I believe, were Asian. Yeah, I think they, they, they were Korean, Korean actually. Yeah. So, uh, please, people, come out to the cinemas. <laughs> they're not. They're going to die they're if we don't start survive. supporting them. Uh, yeah, you know, no one was looking forward to this movie more than my buddy Jim. Nobody. Nobody. I was like, okay, I like the, ori the original. This would be all right. Um, and yeah, pretty much most everything you said, although I didn't despise the young characters as much as you guys did, although <sighs> they definitely weren't as cute as the girl from the first one. But uh, I did enjoy the, the small one when she was racing around with a little she car was, with the lights on and cute. stuff. Yeah. And, she was pretty cute. And yeah, the 13-year-old dude drove like freaking Mario Andretti or something. I don't know, but yeah, yeah that was It's just not possible. She was but an yeah, expert like, stunt driver. But yeah, like considering that the streets were filled with abandoned cars, there was an unusually high amount of car chases. <laughs> and to me, this reminded me of, sort of throw TV at you here, but The Walking Dead. Like huge series that everyone loves. The first couple of seasons, yeah, like the zombie outbreak, they're trying to survive. I get that. Then by about season three or four, all of a sudden it became like gang versus gang, like yeah. rival groups of humans fighting each other. And you didn't see any freaking zombies anywhere. Like it's no longer walking dead. It's just a bunch of gangs yeah. walking around this post-apocalyptic world. That's what this movie reminded me of. Yeah. Like no. the zombies had basically nothing to do with this. Yeah. Was this, there zombies? How many? <laughs> this was basically some you know, badass gang that was running the abandoned city. Yeah. And all of a sudden they had a reason to like, it was Mad Max meets Zombieville. Yeah, yeah well, I'm, meets... I'm getting to that. So yeah, I, I didn't hate it as much as you guys, but yeah, I mean, consider I'm not a big fan of zombie movies to begin with. But are you uh, a fan of car chases? 
I do like car chases. Well, I mean, I grew uh, up. In, I I grew up with smoking the bandit and cannonball runs. So yeah, I love a decent car chase, but this was just too much. <laughs> this was too much. So yeah, I'm giving it a Mad Max, Fast and the Furious, Death Race, gory, meh. There you go. Well, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad somebody is going to help support him because hopefully oh, he'll make a third yeah, movie. Yeah, and that won't I, be this. I almost got to a rage just based on the ending alone because, yeah. as you know, I love a good happy ending, but this was just ridiculous. <laughs> Too much cheese? Yeah. There was like, it was so much cheese. Exactly. Cheesy, cheesy, cheese. There's good timing for you. All right. Ah, perfect timing. I don't want to talk about that for a while. No, let's just not. <laughs> just cleanse ourselves. Let's move on. What will we be seeing this week? Uh, well, possibly we'll be seeing the SpongeBob movie. SpongeBob? Sponge, what? Sponge on the run. Hey, you know, there's only so much coming out. There's only new stuff. So much new stuff. So from what I understand, uh, apparently SpongeBob's pet snail, Gary... Gary is is, uh, is snail napped, and he and Patrick, whoever that is, he's a starfish, his best friend. Okay, have an adventure that takes them to the lost city of Atlantic City to find Gary. And yes, I mean what? Atlantic City. Why do they exist? I don't know what's going on. Wait, no, you have to be caught so up. So I'm How not. How do they exist? I'm not really looking forward to this at all. Not 100% <laughs> sure I can be convinced to go to this one, but whatevs. <laughs> I just want to tell you a couple people that are in it, though. I guess I will go if the rest of the crew insists. But we'll who's insist. in it? Of course, we got to talk about this. So Keanu Reeves is in it, yeah, first off and foremost. And number two, you Snoop Dogg is in this. I know that Aquafina is in it, which yeah. She, yeah. she seems to do no wrong these days. And Aquafina. So there you yeah. go. So there's three. There's three reasons to see this movie. Plus yeah. SpongeBob and Patrick. Yeah. I don't know. You guys didn't get into these guys. I no. love SpongeBob. He's so awesome. I'm, a, I'm an adult, and that's a cartoon. Uh, yeah, but he's pretty twisted, Whatever. that SpongeBob. Eh, I'm an adult, too. I like good cartoons. Yeah, I do not. Well, maybe you're going to absolutely love this. I never maybe. Tell. So we're also, we're also going to see. We didn't put it on our list, but we are actually going to go see this uh, at the plaza, right? We're going to see... Uh, the Cuban. Yeah, the Cuban. So... We're not going to talk much about it because we're going to talk more about it next week. Yep. Louis Gossett Jr. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't seen him in a long, long no, while. No, forever. So, yeah, it uh, it looks pretty good. So, yeah, no, we're going to check out the Cuban. It's going to play at our uh, at the uh, plaza this week. Our buddies at the plaza. Looking forward to it. Art house cinema. Yeah, support your local yeah. art houses. In fact, support cinema period. Let's, yeah. let's get out there to the, the movies, guys. The, the Cuban's got tons of buzz right now, too. Cool. It's got um, 7.5 rating on IMDb. So Nice. And uh, I would pull off all the things that Luke Gossett's been in lately, but let's not. Yeah, let's, let's not. not. Yep. All right. Well, let's move on, and we would uh, probably see in a third, maybe, probably. Uh, yeah, we're going to hopefully see Unhinged. It's going to be a jam-packed episode next Finally. Yeah. We're going to see Unhinged. We've been talking about going to see this. Little Russell Crowe. Russ, Russ, Crow, Crow. Uh, after a confrontation with an unstable man at an intersection, a woman becomes the target of his rage. That alone makes me go- want to see this movie. Because there's rage. Because there's so much rage. I don't think Russell's going to be nice in this one. I hope he's a fucking psychopath is what I oh, hope. You, he has lots of training at that. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, he's always best when he's angry. True. Right? Let's face it. Most people you wouldn't you wouldn't like when they're angry. 
Unless but it's rest, Russell Crowe. Unless Crow. it's Russell Crowe. Because then Cause it's over the top. Doesn't he, like, doesn't he do that? Um, Kim always sings that song about him fighting around the world. Oh, that's from South Park. <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, right? With, that's Russell Crowe, isn't with it? Tugga. With yeah. Tugga. Yeah, Tugger the Tugboat. Fighting around the world. Yes. Well, so I'm excited to see him do some fighting around the world. Yes. Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah. I'm I'm really not looking forward to it that much. Really? No, yeah. It's, it's well, you know why? Because it seems like there's going to be a lot of car chases, which you know, a little it, too much action. Which none, really isn't my not thing. enough walking around. But uh, yeah, I'll see it. But it says the violence in gore is severe. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Mm, well, that's something, I guess. And the blue language is not is moderate, so you'll be happy about that. Blue language. Well, I will be happy about that. There I you don't. Go. I don't like the blue language. I think. Uh, I think maybe you swear a little too much there, Jim. I think it's fucking great. <laughs> All right. Well, you that's enough. About Once again, you've offended my virgin ears. That's it's about true. the only hole in All your right. body that's virginous. So, <laughs> if that's where you want to play this, uh, it's in fact, it's probably not. No time. comment. Time for a little mellow. Let's dance. Streaming, motherfucking streaming. Bryce, we're just motherfucking streaming, aren't we? Streaming. Uh, but we're not just streaming. We're doing what, Mur? Gosh darn streaming. Motherfucking streaming. All right. So, uh. We saw a few things. We did. So, we're going to start with La Llorona. La Llorona. From uh, 2019, but once again, uh, just came out on Shudder. Shudder. This uh, story has been told many times in many different ways over the years. I have seen a few interpretations of the, of the legend of La Llorona, but never quite like this. This is absolutely the best adaptation of this tale. This is not a direct telling of the legend as it has a very big difference. In a nutshell, the original legend has a woman who's jealous of the attention that her husband gives her two children, then finds him cheating with another woman. So to get back at her husband, she drowns the kids and immediately regrets it. And all and in most tellings of the story, she then kills herself. Yeah. She is then denied entrance into heaven and is forced to return to earth as the spirit La Llorona, which translates to the weeping woman. On earth, she, she weeps as she tries to find her children. And in some of the legends, she attacks children. And other legends, she attacks cheating husbands. But in short... She's attacking people. If you hear her cries, it's probably bad news. <laughs> With all that being said, if that is the story you were looking forward to, you will not find it in this film. This turns the legend on its ear. And in this version, La Llorona is seeking justice for a specific in- incident during the genocide in Guatemala, which killed 200,000 Guatemalans, of which 85% were indigenous Mayans. In this version, she is witness to the murders of her two children and in death she will stop at nothing to seek revenge nothing and while it is revenge she is seeking for her children the feeling you get is that she is actually getting revenge for all the souls lost in the genocide there is a grander scope to the vengeance she seeks this is not a traditional ghost story there are no jump scares this is not a traditional horror movie there is no gore or shocking scenes there is, however, a mood that engulfs every scene in this movie. It is a film of atmosphere. It is an intelligent and thought-provoking piece of cinema. And it is Mondo. Director Jero Bustamante 
has two other films as a director, Temblores and Ixanol. And I might be pronouncing that one wrong. Huh, good and effort. I, and I will definitely be seeking them out in the coming weeks as I can't wait to see more from this filmmaker. By the way, congrats, Shudder. Your content as of late has been tremendous. Mondo, Mondo, Mondo. What does Jim think? Well, I didn't love it as much as you. Oh, man. But I did like it. Uh, first off, you don't get to see very many Guatemalan horror films. No, you don't. Like, I can't think of the last Guatemalan film I've actually seen. Yep. So that was a pleasant, a very pleasant surprise. Uh, what's the deal with creepy ladies with long hair? Ugh. Spooky, super creepy looking. The young maid, she was just like, oh, that long hair. It was creeping me out the whole movie. Uh, love the catchy tune about the general being a genocidal killer that they were chanting. That was awesome. Yep. I love the slow building suspense moments uh, with the long holds on specific shots. The end was done okay. I didn't love the ending, but not as... Sus- and it wasn't as suspenseful as I would have thought. So that's... It, I think it's because I didn't love it as much because I had this anticipation of what it should be and it didn't become that. So um, as a ghost story, it was okay. As um, a political sort of thriller, I liked it more, but it just gets a creepy, long-haired, ghostly meh. Oh, it was so mondo. I I couldn't get it there because I was expecting... There was too many pieces for me that kind of... Um, I felt they should have built the suspense more. It was too non-intrusive is the way I would think about it. It was still good. I did enjoy it. I didn't fall asleep once and I watched it at, at, at one o'clock. Once. I started watching it at one o'clock in the evening one night. And usually that would make me fall asleep. But yeah, ultimately I couldn't I couldn't love it because I had these anticipations and expectations that it didn't it didn't fulfill. So You're you're wrong. It was Mondo. Well, maybe if I saw it and I was expecting a political thriller that happened to have a ghost, but I was expecting a ghost. That had maybe had some political thriller in it. Who's who's going into a Guatemalan film knowing what to expect? <laughs> you just go in and you let it wash over you. Yeah, I and shouldn't that's have done what it. I did. And, I shouldn't oh, have done man. the readings ahead of time and found out what uh, the story I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> to your point at the beginning, well, that was, that's what I wanted. That was the coolest thing because I've seen it a few times, and maybe yeah. that's why I like this so much. Is that I've seen this a story fresh. told yeah. a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah, me too. And this time. Not even close. No. So in a way, yeah, no, it wasn't what I was expecting either. But yeah. as soon as I realized that, I was like, I don't know what to expect now. And I was so happy with yeah. this. With this, I can see why. Like, and if this, I... this guy's a good filmmaker too. You got to admit. Oh every, no, every, yeah. Every, even camera movements and everything oh, he did was just yeah, great. no, like solid. Yeah. And you know what? It's it's funny. We've talked about this before. Your attitude seeing a movie. Oh, it can, can have such yeah. an effect on it, right? Like I even know some of the comedies that we've seen together and we both laughed our asses off but half of the time we were probably laughing at each other so it's like <laughs> was it actually that good of a movie we had fun so that's all that matters exactly. so you know this is one of those movies i think yeah don't don't well now that you've heard bryce tell everything about it if you go see it i didn't you, tell everything about no, just it about what, don't do any research just go see it it's de- it's definitely worth a look it's, i really did like it i just didn't love it mondo it's a man all right the Speed Cubers on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, first off, who knew this was even a thing? No, I like, didn't. <laughs> Murray, did, do you know about that there's actually people that compete in 
competitive Rubik's Cube doing? Well, Jim, actually, yes, I have heard of it. <laughs> what? What? I personally, I personally could never get more than two sides, but <laughs> mean some people can do it like blindfolded. Some people can actually like take it apart and put it back together you, blindfolded. You should just, see this because that, they actually do that. I love that. They do it one hand. One handed. <laughs> they had some guy doing it with his blindfold, too. I don't know what the hell he was doing. Yeah. Uh, I love docs when it's about something, but not about the thing that you thought it was going to be. Yep. And that's what this was. This doc is the king of Kong for Rubik's Cube, except with a competitor with a heart of gold. And I'm talking about Felix. He was such, such a good dude. Was the most classy winner slash loser on the face of the earth. I love this guy. To have that competitive spirit, but show so much love for your biggest competitor and friend, to me, this show really shows how any competition should really be done. Rubik's Geeks are classy peeps. (laughs) Gets a heart as big as the (laughs) spectrum provides Mondo. What the hell, Rubik's Cube? Why did you have to make me cry? Yeah, I hated this movie. Oh, that's too bad. No, this was awesome. <laughs> I was going to say, if you hated this, you, you completely have no soul. Well, this he was, does have a cold heart. This was soul. a cold black heart. Uh, such a feel-good doc. The friendship between Max Park and Felix Zemdegs was beautifully captured in this film. This is one of those films that it is impossible, impossible not to love. Yeah. There was more than one time in this doc where I found myself trying to hold back the tears forming in Why? my eyes. Why? Hold it back, buddy. Let it flow. I was unsuccessful. Oh, good. I, was, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Who knew I could be, you know, so invested in a couple of guys solving a puzzle cube? Go figure. This <laughs> this was such a mondo. It was, and you know, it, it wasn't about Rubik's Cube, really. No. It's, it's we, I and mean, we've talked about this with sports movies before. So... It's I always, mean, it's, it's all about, about the cubers. The hum, it's about the human interaction. Yeah. And so this, this give people a little bit of spoiler. This guy, Felix, was the, the guy. He was the cube guy for years. And Max worshipped this guy. Yep. But, but Max is on the spectrum. So he, he doesn't fully, like, his, like, it just takes him through him, Max's journey to and, the to him falling in love with, with Felix and getting his autograph and then becoming and, friends. And, and, and Max's growth. Yeah, yeah, as as a and, human and yeah. as you know, someone walking the face of the earth with us, and and to see him just flourish in what he's good at is is I mean, so yeah. Now I'm thinking about the doc, and I'm getting all my te- eyes are welling your, uh, up. Your tear ducts. You got to clean your glasses off. Yeah, let's, like we, a baby. let's move on before I start. All crying right. Well, again. this other one won't make you cry, um, except maybe for some reasons. For bad, the wrong reasons. Esca, escape from Pretoria. I liked it. Uh, so this one was based on the true story of two political captives attempting to break out of a South African prison during apartheid. Uh, some tense moments, some very good performances. The story hums along at a pretty good pace. I found Francis Anand's direction focused, and on many occasions it was able to ramp up the temp- tension and bring it back down so you could take a deep breath every now and then. Danley- Daniel Radcliffe was quite good as usual. I liked it a lot, but not enough to call it Mondo. It, it, it was a very high meh, though. I, I liked it. And what do you think? Uh, first off, I'm not always a big fan of escape films. 
Just yeah. not one of his genres I really like. And also not normally a fan of docudramas unless they're done really, really well. <clears throat> I am okay with the creative licensing as long as the truth behind the story is revealed. This was done good and pretty true to the original. Um, the, the story. Yeah, the story is. Because yeah. they've even talked to the guy who was Daniel Radcliffe's character and he, just, he supported it. They added, they added a third guy for some reason. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. He made the, they got the French in there for some reason. Uh, <laughs> What's that in a French guy? There is suspense through the film and does keep you interested in how they do this great escape. Yep. I have to talk about the non South African actors doing South African roles though <laughs> okay Ugh. as i was watching this i kind of knew this was coming but yes of course you did because it's fucking retarded i mean and i shouldn't say British the r guy. word but it's really annoys the hell out of me i know when the you have perfectly good south african actors put them in the fucking movie um ian hart was brilliant as dennis goldberg by the way mm -hmm. i loved him uh love daniel radcliffe but damn his south african accent is terrible which is why <laughs> if you notice his dialogue was limited in this film and it was <laughs> and mm, wasn't as terrible that it wasn't uh and it wasn't as bad as his movie jungle which was shitballs i could only get ha about maybe half hour into it and his accent was so terrible i couldn't watch the rest of the movie so if you haven't seen jungle don't don't now uh, i have no i have to see jungle no that would, that would be a future rage don't. uh i can't get behind um i just can't get behind films where they don't have the right actors in the roles it just bothers me i, I get it maybe daniel radcliffe wanted to do some yeah he was good his, yeah but it's he did uh i can't i just can't get past it um yeah we all have hang-ups except for me yeah all in all i like i like this truth-based story I wish it gave me more of the man and less of the prison break, though. You didn't rage, though. Gets a bad accent, but good acting, man. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I will take it. Okay, good. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. Okay. <clears throat> I have lots I could be raging about this week. About people making sequels and doing a bad job of it. I could rage about. I'm actually going to do that. Okay, good. Uh, go. Good. I'm You're not covered. stealing that one. You're covered. Uh, and I could talk about, again, because I've talked about it too many times. It's starting to hurt my brain. About actors not being cast in the right... <sighs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I was so I have to just go back to that when we saw that movie with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That is the way you you actually I can't, do a movie. I can't argue with it. I don't know why it doesn't annoy me quite as much as you. But I don't know. Some things annoy you that don't annoy me. Should. I know it's weird. <laughs> so, but because the that's stuff not, that annoys me is really annoying. Yeah, no, it's not that annoying really. <laughs> um, th th this week I'm going to rage about the fact that I am super concerned. And we in, in Film Rage talk about this a lot when we're not on recording, that where are all the fucking people in the cinemas? Like, <clears throat> if people don't go, and 
you know, you can go down a patio on any street in America, in Canada, one of the busy streets, like in, in Calgary, it's 17th Ave. You walk down the Red Mile, yep. and there's people everywhere. Patios no one's full. wearing masks. No one's fucking, like, they're all not social distancing. They're all touching everything in each other and groping, and it's just... It's like, okay, we can have all these people sitting getting drunk and passing around the virus, but you can't go to the safety of a cinema where it's perfectly clean and it's all perfectly set up for social distancing. We need people to get asses in seats or else our theaters are not going to survive. This has been now, what, three weeks we've been going? Four yeah. weeks maybe? About yep. a month, yeah. Yeah. Most and what was the most we've seen in, we, in a theater? I want to say 12. Yeah, yeah. 12. Yeah. 12 people and these are opening night like we're going yeah. on new a movies. Friday night when yeah. it opens up new this, movies yeah. not old ones brand no, new ones we're, we're probably averaging eight over that time and that's a, a crap load of movies we've yeah seen. so how I mean like we talked and, and actually we like to talk well I like to talk about Landmark because I prefer them over Cineplex but you know us not seeing commercials in front of it is a blessing but it's also a curse because if we don't, if they don't get commercials, and, and obviously we think of people's making commercials, they want to get the most advertising buck for their for their dollar. Well, if they're only advertising to eight people, three of which are together, and the other three are together, and the other two are you know together, they're really only advertising to three people because we're all going to be thinking the same thing. So I don't know what the solution is to get more people out, but I want to make it my goal to have every post that film rage does come out to the on theater. social media yeah. to just continue to remind people to get your asses in the seats you can even still have a drink in the theater every theater now serves booze so you know go have your food on you know the big strip wherever city you're in fill in the blank usa fill in the blank canada and after that go see a movie it's it's good time and there's some great stuff coming out. Yep. That That's my true. rage this week. I'm just, I'm, I'm predicting if things don't change, and, and mark my words, if things do not change, our cinemas will all close because they can't survive the way they are. And I'm giving it till Christmas. Yeah. No, if it doesn't change it's by Christmas, to... all the theaters will be closed. When when all this first started, I was super worried about the independent theaters, and and I still am like super worried about mm -hmm. them. But now I'm I'm worried about the chains. I'm worried yeah. about the Cineplex and the yeah. landmarks because there's nobody going to the theater. Yeah. Can you imagine, like that? But you know what I think has to happen, and and I don't know if it is happening because it's my ignorance. But they need the production houses to start supporting these theaters, mm -hmm. right? Because otherwise they're not, like. Well, they need the seats to be able to get people to pay for the movies so they can make their money, so they can make the theaters. Well, they're all much more wealthier than little tiny Globe or Plaza, fill yeah. in the blank, Joe Public Theater, America, Canada, or the big big chains in Canada. They're not as big as some of the ones like AMC. And AMC brought out a notice. They could be going bankrupt too. Yeah. So that's my rage. Well, what it comes down to is Hollywood. Like, I know you don't like the Hollywood blockbusters, but that's what put butts in the seats. And if Hollywood is not going to release anything, people are not going to bother coming. Like, they're, they're not going to come out to, what was that one, the, the number one target, whatever. I mean, that was pretty much a Canadian movie. I mean, yeah, yeah it was interesting, but that's not going to draw 100 people. 
yeah, to, but they, to watch it. But they can't draw 100 people is a problem right now. Yeah, that, so they're that, testing they only, that. They were only selling 40 seats No, but I mean, they should at least be able to fill those up with like Wonder Woman or whatever is yeah, Bill well, and Ted, whatever problem. is coming they, up. But they, the they, can, they can fill 40 seats, yeah. but it doesn't make it worth it, unfortunately. Yeah, but, yeah for the big, yeah. But, yeah, but the thing is, because of how bad it it's is down in America, circle. Hollywood won't release those movies. Yeah. Because of what's happened in the U.S. Well, but they're also testing it. Like, Peninsula should have been bigger. Yeah. Right? I mean, the fact it was crappy is completely different. Well, but, you Pen- know. Peninsula also was, it was an international movie. Yes. So well, it, off, it, of the, off of the run of um, so Parasite. I mean, it, it, yeah, because, I mean, it actually performed overseas before it came here, probably. So uh, I think it was the same time, really. Yeah, anyway, anyway. Anyway. That's it for the, me this All week. All right. You're up, Big Ben. I realize that sometimes it's impossible for a sequel to be as good as the original, but if you're going to make a sequel, please at least write a decent script. The sequel should at least measure up somewhat. I am of course raging about this because of the sequel we just watched that may have been one of the worst sequels ever, Peninsula, sequel to Train to Busan. It was on par with the bad that was Exorcist 2, The Heretic, or Caddyshack 2, or countless others which includes Basic Instinct 2, Jaws 2. And don't forget that gem I recently had to watch, Speed 2 Cruise Control. Did you watch Bad Boys 2, too? <laughs> oh, yeah, but it had nothing to measure up to. It was still worse than Bad Boys. Because that wasn't a sequel to the original Bad Boys starring Sean Penn, which was awesome. No, no. That but was it was actually a sequel, a sequel to the, to the, uh, the Bad, the bad Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Smith. Yeah. yeah, so that... They, 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 yeah. I can see why you're angry about this. You've been watching a lot of twos. I haven't right. watched a lot of twos. The second and, one's always the worst. Yeah, and they're up, they're all kind of a number two. Grease if two. You know what I'm saying. Hey, <laughs> why did these movies not have better writing? They were all so far below their predecessors that making them should have been an embarrassment to the writers and directors that were involved. Shame on all of you. You had to have known during production that what you were doing was just wrong. I am begging any production company thinking about making a sequel to a beloved film, do not do it unless you are 100% sure that it will measure up to the original. That's it. That's my rage. Ditto. I am on board with that. I can think of one sequel you may have liked even better than the original. You're talking about Empire? Yeah, I'm talking about Empire. No, I still like the first one I like Jedi better personally, but a lot of people consider Empire to be better than the original. I think the original was better because it was so new and exciting. Anyway. To me, Empire was just like... Rule of thumb usually is the sequels usually aren't as good, but... All I know is that House Party 2 made House Party 3 (laughs) look like House Party. There you go. Huh. Who knew? Uh, Who knew? Is that kid in play? Probably. I don't even know. Uh, it's my goal. It's my goal to get my hair to be that high, by the way. Good luck yeah, with that. That's I'm, quite a look. I'm growing it. I just got to get the shellac out. Yeah, well. Well. The moment we've all been waiting that's for. That's right. Bring the happy mer. There's merman, too much rage in this episode. That's right. Well, my merman minute actually follows nicely with Bryce's rage. What? There's uh, more rage. Due to the disappointment of the latest zombie flick that we just saw, Merman presents his favorite zombie movies of all time. This is a joy, Mer. I love it. Yes, that's right. I did refer to myself in the third person. I love it. As people know, I'm more of a vampire fan. But being friends with Jim means watching a lot of zombie films. That is true. So here goes. 
Number five, uh, the Resident Evil series. I'm the whole series, throwing them all together? Throwing them all together, because not Mila all Jehovah-vich. of them, not all of them were that good. They were so all equally terribly good. I'm kind of lumping them together for a full effect. Yeah? Uh, it was actually the only time I was ever freaked out by a video game. Really? Playing the original. Yeah, that is pretty scared cool. Scared the crap out of me. Um, for that reason, I still prefer the, the first one. But they were all enjoyable to watch and had one of Jim's favorite things, a woman kicking ass. And punching dicks. And that's and true. And Mila Jehovah-Vich can does it better than anybody. That's true. And she's super hot. All right, she became super hot. I didn't find her that hot. You didn't when find she was her hot in the Fifth Element? I never no, saw that. No, I didn't. I don't know what happened. She turned like like thirty five. Well, she, she was wearing a paper gown throughout most of yeah, the first fifth couple element. movies, but I don't know. For some reason, she was always just kind of. Hmm. I don't know. But no. Anyway, let's talk zombies. Better when she's kicking ass. Yeah. Number I'm four, dicks. one that you know and love, Zombieland. Zombieland is now good. the sequel was a lot funnier, especially that crazy blonde girl. Yep. But you can't beat the original. Humor just works so well because the audience basically identifies with the main character, Columbus, and we all have our own set of rules to survive a zombie apocalypse. And of course, the Bill Murray moments will live on for ages. He was also in the second one, too. Li- yeah, but that one was good. <laughs> sort of. And that was not the best part of that. Favorite line, pretty much everything Woody Harrelson says. Yeah. <laughs> but how about, here's the deal. I'm not easy to get along with. And I'm sensing you're a bit of a bitch. <laughs> that uh, was a good line, Mark. Number three, one of my all-time favorites, Dead Snow. Oh, yeah. Dead Snow, yeah. Zombie, zombie Nazi Nazis. Nazi zombies. I'll say it again. Nazi zombies. Gotta love to kill those fuckers. Special bonus for being a Norwegian film. Yeah. Much love to my motherland. Yep. Uh, basically, a ski vacation turns horrific for a group of medical students as they find themselves confronted by an unimaginable menace. Nazi zombies. zombies. Favorite line? Well, most of it was in Norwegian, but it was subtitled. Uh, believe me when I say this. These were some evil sons of bitches. <laughs> they were pretty evil. I, also, I mean, you don't get much more evil than zombie no, Nazis, that's right? That's true. I also love the, scene where, zombie Nazis. the scene where the couple was actually having sex in a porta potty. <laughs> the disgusting thing ever. And then Sounds they're killed awesome. by the Nazi zombies. Oh, stinky sex a, is the best. You can have awesome. golden shower and I don't forget that's the pooping one. Called. Oh, yeah, oh, whatever. Whatever it it's called. Classic. All at the same time. The second one was sloppier the better. Yeah. No, I loved it. And it actually actually we, we saw it at uh, SIF, a midnight movie at the, yeah, at the plaza. Right. So that was a huge audience. Yeah. It, was, it was a whole event. And part duh was also part, pretty fabulous. It was okay. I actually own them both. But yeah, the first one was awesome. Yeah. Okay, number two, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. I know Jim's a huge fan of all the dead movies. Well, pretty much every film with dead in the title. Yeah. But for me, this was the ultimate. Uh. <laughs> True is more of a humorous homage to the dead films, but I liked it actually a whole lot better. The scene where they're throwing records at the zombies in the backyard, <laughs> not really doing any damage, was priceless. <laughs> and my number one, you might suspect, Army of Darkness. Oh, ah. snap. Now, it was tough to choose between Evil Dead 2 and Army, but in the end, it Army's was because funnier. Army had way more cheese and a lot of ham. It was yeah. Bruce Campbell. Yes. Plus, time travel. It was a ham and cheese sandwich. Uh, yeah. 
There's way too many favorite lines, but I got a few written here just to make you all chuckle. I'm excited. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. You see this? This is my boomstick. 12-gauge double-barreled Remington. S-Mart's top of the line. You can find this in the sporting goods department. That's right. This sweet baby was made in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Retails for about $109.95. Got a walnut stock, cobalt blue steel, and a hair trigger. That's right. Shop smart. Shop S-Mart. You got that? That was a long one. That was a long line. Okay, another one. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. <laughs> and Sheila says, you found me beautiful once. As Honey, you got real ugly. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of Mila Jovovich. Yeah. Now I swear, next one of you primates, pr- primates even touches me. That was just, it's just, it's non-stop There's just laughs. non-stop, non-stop laughs. laughs. It's just, and it's probably not politically correct anymore because it's very sexist but well that's him though he, that, like that's, that's his that's, character but yeah, then absolutely. he gets a, he gets like, things like punched in the nuts for being sexist yeah, that's he right. does that, indeed the scene where gets his come up come all, the, all the little yeah. ashes running around yeah what it was it was the chant they did little ashes yeah. little ashes yeah. whatever it was that's that's my favorite yeah. scene that one yes. hail to the king baby stepping on the, stepping on the ashes and as, as a bonus i met bruce campbell so cool uh, so awesome. trapped yeah, in a, time surrounded by evil low on right. gas and i have to give army honorable, of darkness i have to give honorable mention to of course the original train to busan uh, Anna and the Apocalypse. Oh, yeah. And Little Monsters. Little, little monsters. monsters. All are awesome. We are, we, we are Little monsters. monsters. That's a different movie. Oh, it's also zombies. Anyway, oh. that's but they're all both monsters. Ah, it's cool. As usual, you bring the joy, buddy. I try. Okay, the lists. Bryce, did you see Devils with Oliver Reed? Yeah, I did, Jim. <gasps> what? Shock and awe. I'm so happy. All right. So First off, Ken Russell. Meh. You didn't love it? I didn't love it. It's messed, buddy. You got to admit, that was it's a pretty messed movie. It's pretty messed, but I, I don't know. It was all right. Oh, okay. So what would you think of Oliver Reed? Yeah, I wasn't mesmerized. <sighs> After all this, <laughs> after all the suspense, that's all we get. The that's hype it. killed it. He was fine. We've been waiting for this moment. Maybe that's it. Maybe the anticipation. I, yeah. I was ready to it climax, and it just kind of. It was just like. <laughs> I, was, yep. I was like, yeah, that was it. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, perhaps you just need to see some more Oliver Reed films. Yeah, well, so maybe I will. Maybe I need to see some more Ken Russell. Too. Yeah, did you You've seen Salome's Last Dance? Yes, I have. Did you like that? It was all right. Did you see Lair the White Worm? Yes, I did. There you go. You've seen Yeah, seen I've seen, I've seen plenty, best. actually. No. There you go. Well, okay. They were all fine. There you go. I love Ken Russell. Everybody who's listening, it's always super mondo for me. Uh, okay. You guys got anything to bring forward? Nope. Yeah, I got nothing this week. I got... I'm going to bring out what I've been saving for a while. Oh, it must be juicy. It's a juicy. Uh, so, actor or director? Give me a pick. Uh, I don't care. Director. All right. Okay. I am going to bring Guillermo del Toro. Okay. 2001, The Devil's Backbone, which to me was a mondo. Yeah, it was mondo. Uh, Blade 2, which for me was a mondo. He did Blade 2? Yep. Blade Two was a mat. I've right. n- I've never watched a movie though. Like it was literally 
one fight sequence. I know. That, that never stopped. I know. The whole I movie, know. he just went from fight sequence. It was almost like a video game where he just went to another <laughs> level and started fighting again. It was. You know, I've never seen a movie where it was like wall to wall action yeah. like that. Like I it, know. It was crazy. I know. But it was a meh. All right. Well, Blade 2 is a meh there. Okay, so this could kill it. If he doesn't love Hellboy as much as I do. Hellboy was Mondo. All right. Pan's Labyrinth is a Mondo, Mondo. I'm sure. Hellboy 2. Meh. All right. Wasn't Pacific Rim. Oh. oh. Did you rage at oh, No, I didn't rage. That's a Mondo, buddy. That was so good. It was unexpected. Yeah. I thought I was going to hate it. Yes. I didn't hate it. Yes. Did you love it? Because I loved it. I went out of that pretty pumped. Yeah, you did. It's a Mondo. Come on. Stay on the... Okay. I'm. Yeah, you know what? It was probably a Mondo. It I'm was. just trying to take myself back. But Yeah. But I, it was, I was the same thing. I, I was thought, just shocked. Stupid giant robots. Yeah, it's going to be the be dumbest so dumb movie ever. Like, robots wow. fighting. Yeah, robots okay. fighting. I know. With Let's a giant Godzilla. Keep on going. We got two left. Crimson Peak. Mondo. I gave it a meh, so you gave I, it a Mondo. I loved it, actually. Well, it looks like we've got a winner, because you couldn't have not hated The Shape of Water. Well, that was a Mondo. Exactly. He's undoubted. He's undoubted, Murr. You got to... Didn't see enough of those. But you I, do I like love Blade yourself too. some Guillermo. As a filmmaker, yeah, I like him. All right. He's on the list. We got him on the list. I'm so excited. It's kind of good I didn't go prior to that, because uh, there was a couple there that weren't so oh, good. I'm sure there were. Thank God he's moving up. All right. And then I'm going to give you a mesmerized Forrest Whitaker. Ah, absolutely mesmerizing. Mer? I don't know. Last King it's of so Scotland? Well, I never saw that one. But so I, good. I just remember his earlier work. But And there, there's a guy, an American, that did the accent good. Yes. Wow, he yeah, did he did. There are exceptions. Yeah, there are exceptions, but very rare. I'm sure that, well, it's hard to find actors from there that That's aren't true. already murdered. So. <laughs> <Fair enough. Yeah. laughs> well, no, I mean, any actor who does puts in the work can get a good accent. They just, no, they that's just not don't true. Care. Yeah. They can't. No, it's hey, not possible. I pulled off an Italian accent. In Once for five seconds, I Nuh-uh. bet. Uh-uh. Okay, well, I, that's, that's a spicy meatball. That's a spicy meatball. I even spoke Italian, but I also practiced okay. like an hour every night. So okay, there you go. Just pause. Anyway. I still am sure it wasn't Yeah, great. I can say he's mesmerizing, I guess. All right. We got two on this week. All right, then. I'm excited. Okay, moving on. All righty. Last time on Rage or Dare, the Tomcats, that'd be Jim and Bryce, were able to scratch through my bag of temptations to pull a special treat, sure to satisfy as much as Tender Vittles does, as they pulled the 2019 musical Broadway masterpiece, Cats. This week, Bryce will have to decide to pull a rage from Jim's bag of twisted, tantalizing tortures, or take the dare, which is guaranteed to have no walking in it. <laughs> well, very little anyway. <laughs> We'll make, we'll make our poor little Bryce rage from sensory overload. First, let's check in with our little kitties and see if that cat has got their tongues or if they are hopped up on catnip and kitty litter. <laughs> That's some good writing, Jim. <laughs> Give it to us, Bryce. Take it away, buddy. All right. Well, I, I don't know jack about cats. I am aware of the song Memories, although this was the first time I had ever heard the whole song. I know it was on Broadway for like forever, but this is my first exposure to this. And really, 
all I can say about it is that I found it very confusing. I did not really know what was going on. It was definitely not good. That I can say for sure. I guess it was a rage, but kind of an indifferent one. This definitely was nowhere near the worst thing that I've been forced to watch during this Rage or Dare segment. So I guess this was a rage, but whatever. I was almost disappointed that it wasn't worse than it was, to be honest. The CGI, however, was enough to make it a rage. But I can't I can't go off on it because it was just it was just confusing. I don't know. Oh well. Just confusing. Oh well. Don't get it. Much like it's a rage. It's a rage. I hope what you got to say is more entertaining because I was just kind of dumbfounded by the whole thing. It was was weird. So first off, very cool shooting style for a Broadway production brought to a movie. I have to say that. Also, how the fuck do these actors now have not damaged knees from running around on their knees for this entire fucking movie? The costumes were also pretty cool. Now... That's kind of done. Let's get to what you've all been waiting for. There are so many huge actors in this movie that will never, ever now make the Undoubted list because I propose for any future Broadway musicals brought to film, if an actor stars in it, they are barred for life from ever making our list. No. Asking the undoubted. Exceptions given for actors who primary functions in life is maybe a dancer or a singer. People now on the list for me are as follows. Idris Elba, Rebel Wilson, Jason Derulo, Jennifer Hudson, James Corden, Judy Dench, Ian McKellen, Ray Winston, Tay-Tay Swift. Yes, Tay-Tay was in this movie. Not T-Swift. Yeah, Tay-Tay was there. I don't know what Secondly, a is. why was this even made? I'm not sure who this movie was for. Like, I, I, I really do not know. It wasn't for me. Is it for playful six-year-olds who like cute kittens? Maybe. Is it for Broadway musical fans? Because I don't get it. These people... I, I can't understand a musical... Or a movie about human cat creatures singing about the fucking most annoying things I've ever seen, like types of cats. They had whole songs written about types of cats. Is that what they were about? Other, I didn't yes, even know what was going and on. other stupid cat-related things. Or perhaps it's people who are into S&M. Or maybe just M. But I'm convinced the only people who maybe like this film are the furries. I cannot um, imagine why anybody other than a furry would possibly get into this. The non-gender, super hot feline pussies in this, I could see maybe turned them on a bit. And I got a little bit excited from seeing that. But otherwise, a music about cats singing and dancing they're way on the stage for that they each seem to sing about themselves. I don't get. This will forever be etched in my mind as the most sadistic film I have seen. This brings movie hell to a whole new level and will forever scar me 
from seeing a Broadway musical for my entire life. Sorry, New York, I will never see Wicked or Les Mis or any opera musical I've ever liked, like even perhaps Phantom of the Paradise, which was, to me, bearable. The worst thing is all the suspense that comes out of every new cat as he comes out thinking that we will be excited for some reason about him being a cat. This gets a simple but accurate sadistic level of rage. And I thank you, Murray, for ruining my Sunday afternoon cat nap with this sadistic filled catnip. I also have no clue what the fuck a Jellico cat is. And why did Judy Dench get to decide it? And where do they go? Favorite line, a cat is not a dog. No fucking kidding, it's not. Wow. And the end scene is showing how little, poor little Jennifer Hudson gets murdered what? and sent off to heaven here's slash one, hell. Yeah, well, here's the one thing that I did get from it. Why was Jennifer Hudson cast as, because this was supposed to be like an old broken down cat, right? Like this, yes, like this, this cat was correct. supposed to be like ancient, like on its deathbed anyways. Yeah. Yet they... They cast Jennifer Hudson, who's kind of young to be in that role. And they didn't even make her up to look old. Yeah. They put some tattered stuff on her, and I guess that was to make us think she was old. It well, was, Rebel Wilson's not old either. She were, was one of them, too. They were CGI, CGIing the F out of this thing. At least put some wrinkles on Jennifer Hudson. I mean, what? I, you know what? Cats are evil. That's all I can say. The yeah, movie. I, I just, I was just very confused. I watched a lot of it kind of glassy-eyed, and I probably zoned out more than well, once. Well, that's a sign of a really good rage-filled movie for sure. Yeah, that's I mean, true. I didn't get it. No, it's it does it does. It's, I, it didn't make me angry though. Like it, it did makes you. me angry because why did this fucking get made? I don't get it. Yeah. Why do we need to have a whole movie about every Murray? Have you seen this thing? <laughs> Every time, like, there's a, they introduce a new character and they fucking sing a song about, I'm a magical cat and I do things like magic with my hat and blah, 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 and then it goes on for like five minutes and then guess what? Oh, now we get to introduce a new. It's like, what are we watching? It was one introduction of a fucking cat to another introduction of another fucking cat and they're all stupid and the movie was, was awful. Called, was all the cats. songs were terrible. I know, <laughs> but that's what I don't get. Like, who would want to see this? I have no clue. I don't get it. Would you like some insight? No, I don't. Okay. I don't want any insight. Okay, I don't ever well, want to remember this movie I after. I am going to talk anyway. What? About okay. this movie? It had two things which I loved going into it. But you said you didn't see it. That I'm getting to that. Mm. <laughs> had Andrew Lloyd Webber happened to love all of his musicals. What? Ever since Phantom. Ouch. And Taylor Swift. Who, yes, I love T-Swift. Uh, but the girl. even I could not be dragged to this. And you know why? Because I saw this musical twice live. What? Ouch. Neither time was my idea, I will add. I was dragged to both because but, but I, like, twice. I like Angela Weber. But yeah, I spent like 100 bucks a ticket on this damn thing. And out of all of his musicals, this one makes no freaking sense. Well, it's yeah. like it's it's based on on T. S. Eliot or whoever's book about book cats. of cats. It's like it's short stories about each cat, each cat story. This is a but I mean yeah, the, the basic premise for the people who actually care is no one cares. No one cares. Griselda, whatever the hell the the old cat's Judy name Dench is. Bit. Yeah, like when cats die, the the cat in charge 
gets to pick if one of them gets reborn as a new cat. They didn't even show that. They just showed her so floating off. That into was the basic space. premise. Other than that, I have no freaking idea. So yeah, there was no way in hell I was well, going she to was this a movie. Thirty year old that but was playing a I am senior citizen. Static that I made you guys go see. Good it. casting. Uh, yeah. But yes, I knew it'd be bad, but I knew I had to make you see it anyway. Yeah. So. Oh, you saw it twice in theater. So no, I saw. You know I saw, what my rage is. No, I saw the live musical twice in I, a theater. Yes, <laughs> but I didn't see the movie because I knew uh, it'd be bad. Right. But okay. Anyway. Okay. Well, Bryce. All right. Rage or Dare, oh, yeah, buddy. Rage or Dare. Oh, is it my turn? Yep. It is. Are you sure? Positive. Seems According like to my a... intro, it is. I want to just get rid of that bag. All right. Well, this bag still has a lot of juiciness in it. Maybe it's also got cats in it. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe a little Tom Cruise. Bryce is pulling for my sweet, sweet bag. And he's pulled the spectacular... Uh, okay. Behind Enemy Lines, Columbia, 2009. I've never even heard of that. What? <laughs> I've heard of the first one. Are you sure that's got a theatrical release? Is that a sequel? Yes, it did. Is that part two? Is that a sequel? It is. Oh, no. <laughs> this isn't the Luke Will- or uh, Owen Wilson one, is it? No, because that was, that was actually not bad. That this was one, a be- Was that a Behind Enemy Lines? This is lines? a Joe Mantegna, Ken Anderson, Channon... Channon Rose. Uh, it's directed by Tim Matheson, and you're going to love every minute of it. Oh, Behind sure enemy lines, Columbia. It. Okay, so th- this is the same series. Like that, this is the third one. Then that's one of them. How many them. behind enemy lines is there? Is Do more we than really two? need to know? Yes, I need to know all of them. Yeah. Uh, Seal Team behind enemy lines behind Columbia. Behind Enemy Lines, another Behind Enemy Lines. Behind Enemy Lines 2, Axis of Evil. So this must be number so, three. So two, oh was, two, was two was the Owen Wilson Axis one. Of, no, number one was Owen Wilson. What? Yeah, number two was who? Is is just terrible. Nicholas Gonzalez and Matt Bichelle. Nah, I'm calling... Oh, Keith I'm, David. I'm calling bullcrap on no, this. I don't think it got a theatrical release. This had a theatrical release for sure. Do you want me to tell you what it made at the theaters? Yeah, I do. Because I don't believe it All made right. a penny at theaters because I think it was straight to DVD. No, I think you're wrong. I've never heard of it. Exactly. Hold on. I've never heard of it either. Uh, well, we can pull, take this offline. Because in 2009, I wasn't going to Blockbuster. Actually, Blockbuster? I probably was. What's, what's <laughs> Is it still around? I think it was. I yeah, of course know. it was. Of course it was. Anyways, yeah, let's take this offline. There might be a replacement for this movie because yes. I'm calling bull crap right now. Uh, okay. I do not believe that it ever got released in a theater. I believe it. <laughs> I believe you're wrong. I am You're telling me who was in it, and I'm like, nope, that didn't get a, a release whatsoever. Negative. All right, well, we'll take it offline. You can take a backup right now if you want. Yeah, I think I have to. Okay, let's have it. You dodged a bullet there. But this one's going to be worse. I can almost guarantee it. Top Gun. I'm not even showing you Top this. Top Gun 2. <laughs> oh, jeez. You wish you would have watched the other one? Well, the other one's not a theatrical release, so it doesn't go with the rules. Uh, the Adventures of Pluto Nash. I believe oh that is a God. fine Eddie Murphy movie. <laughs> yeah, no, it really isn't. And I, I love Mr. Murphy, but yeah, that was... I'm trying to remember if I saw this, like, what was it, 25 years ago? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I don't know. I might have. I don't remember it at all, though. So. Yeah, so that's yeah. not a good thing. All right. Well, Eddie Murphy's funny, though, right? Of course he is. He used to be. Yeah, so it should be funny. 
I should have a good time watching this You will this one. absolutely. Yeah, right, sure. I'm, like, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> All, All right. right. Well, thanks, Lages, Ragers, for listening. <laughs> thanks to the extended film and crew of Leonard Conlon for his artistic vision and photography via Leonard Conlon Photography. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and check out our website at filmrageyyc.com. We are always wanting your feedback to make this a raging blast for our listeners, so please comment often, and please make us rage. Please. Please. That's it for this week. Rage on. Rage on.